it's here. I don't know where. I don't know how. But it's here. It's inside the house. I've done fucking everything. I've called Todd. I've called Alexi. I've even called a goddamn exorcist. None of them believed me. None of them so much as offered to help. Now it's Halloween, and it's stronger than ever. I can feel it, moving through the house, like a great darkness suffocating the light from everything. It's already taken my business partners, John and Erica. It's already taken so many others. I'm upstairs, in my bedroom closet. I've been here for three hours now, and I'll be here for three more, if that's what it takes. I don't know if the thing hates the sun, but it's never bothered me during the day. Only at night. Always at night. There's a creak and a groan outside. On the steps, and I feel the house tremble as something monstrous moves through it. My breath hitches in my chest, and I remind myself to be still. To be quiet. I just need to make it until sunrise. Just a little longer. Then the voice follows. Raspy and inhuman. So many lies. So many lives. So little time. It's singing a song. But the tune is broken. Each word scrapes along my ears like razor blade, cutting deep into my mind and pulling back memories. It sang before it took John. It was only a single word, then, coming, it had hummed, and we had all just thought we were hearing things. Now John's everywhere. There are pieces of him littered throughout the house, fingers and toes, intestines and eyes. I weep silently in my hands and I can smell John's blood on them. I can hear his screams. I can taste my cowardice for not doing more to help him, for not even trying. Oh, how good it'll feel to finally go, the thing sings, and I wince in pain at every word. God damn it hurts to listen to. Warmth flows from my ears, and I realize they're bleeding. Just one more, and the song ends. I gasp in agony, as my memories tear themselves from my mind. Erica, her and I had separated in the panic of John's death. I had run up here, trying to call the police, but my phone was haywire. That's when I heard it come from her in the basement. The house creaked and groaned with the creature's every step. One more will do, it had sung, descending the basement stairs. One more makes two. I only heard her scream for a moment and then it faded to silence. Until the thing laughed, guttural and monstrous. It echoed through the house, shaking the foundations and rattling the old wooden frames. It laughed and laughed. All that we need, all that we eat, all that we hail the coming of All Hallows' Eve. Now it's moving toward me. It's getting closer. I can feel its every step, its every movement. It passes through the house with the tremors of violence. Just one more, it sings again, and then the song ends. It's outside the bedroom now, and my ears are bleeding badly. I can't take it anymore. I can't take the sound. I clamp my eyes shut, 
trying to ignore the agony of its voice, trying to ignore the panic riding in my body. The floorboards creak outside the closet, and I smell something rotten, vile and grotesque, something dead, as a low groan at the closet door slides open. Looky, looky, it sings, discordant and tuneless. Would you like to see something spooky? I don't look. Agony tears through my ears. They're being split open from the inside out, and the blood is pouring from my head in a river down my jaw. I whimper, and something leans close to me. The smell of raw is clearly unbearable now, and I gag and retch, but I refuse to open my eyes. I can't. If I see it, then it's real. If I see it, then I die. Something grips my wrists. Something cold and damp, and loose with flesh. It pulls me from my closet, and I howl in terror and fear. It's taking me somewhere. Please, I sputter. Please don't. My leg cracks as it drags me down the steps, and I scream. My eyes are clamped shut, but I feel myself moving through the pieces of John as the creature pulls me through the house. Finally, it stops. I'm hyperventilating now, my chest rising and falling in rapid succession. Oh no, no, I muttered again and again. Yes, it says. And this time, it isn't singing. It tosses me by the arm, and I feel my shoulders snap backwards out of its socket. I tumble down the old wooden stairs, my head smashing against the steps, my wrists snapping in half as I finally collide against the landing. I groan, tears and blood streaming down my face. Looky, looky, it sings, though its voice is now guttural and horrible. Looky, looky, it sings, though its voice is now guttural and horrible. It grabs me by the back of my hair, pulls my head up, and reaches its finger down my eyelids. Wouldn't you like to see something spooky? It pulls them open, and I see our studio. Our camera's pointing toward the cages, ten of them, each filled with pieces of the children, each a tapestry. The light in the basement is dim, but I can see Sally's witch hat, still tied to her head. I can see Michael's werewolf paw, still in his dismembered hand. I lick my lips. There, in the back is Yonda's Cinderella costume. The glass slipper is still upon her feet. The thing throws me forward, and I crash against the steel bars of the cage. When I look up in a daze, I see Erica's corpse. My dear filmmaker, mutilated and cut into pieces. Her eyes are missing, and her hand is stuffed halfway down her throat. I lean forward and vomit, only then realizing that I'm lying in a pool of her blood. So many lies, so many lives, in so little time, the creature sings. I hear the click of a button being pressed, and see a red light hovering in the darkness. The camera is recording. Looky, looky. Please, I rasp. The house creaks and groans as it steps forward, and my body scrambles backwards on its own accord. Wouldn't you like to see something spooky?